getting terrific press means you need a terrific product. Publicists and journalists are definitely not going to support you if they don't like your product, especially if you don't have any money to pay them. We really worked hard at that for the first year or two, trying to get as great press as we can. And to this day, we get clicks daily directly from those websites. People read articles about news publication that we were in, and that goes directly to us. Welcome to the Midland Money Mindset Show. This is a podcast about the financial, money, and recreational mindset needed to successfully plan for and live your best life before and through retirement. Let's dive into today's show. Hello, everyone. I am Larry Sprung, your host for the Midland Money Mindset Show and founder and wealth advisor of Midland Financial. Today's guest is Agatha Asseline, CEO and co-founder of Red Velvet NYC. Red Velvet is a gourmet baking kit delivery service that helps both novice and expert bakers pull off culinary feats in their home kitchens. Red Velvet is often referred to as the blue apron of dessert. The idea for the company was born out of a strong passion for baking and Agatha's love of bringing people together over homemade food. We have used her company for our own clients and it's always been a great hit. Hello, everybody. Larry Sprung here, and I have the distinct pleasure of being with Agatha Asseline from Red Velvet. Thanks for joining us today, Agatha. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah. So in full disclosure to everybody, all our listeners, Red Velvet something that we've used for our clients, and it was a big hit. And I wanted to learn a little bit more from you, Agatha. Can you tell us a little bit about Red Velvet and what led you and your sister to launch this business? Absolutely. It's a great question. So Red Velvet NYC is five years old. We started with the mission of being able to help people enjoy their time in the kitchen. We really wanted to make baking easy, fun, accessible, educational. So um, my sister and I living in New York City were very frustrated that there were never any easy options to pull off dessert. So if you went to a dinner party and you wanted to bring something like a tiramisu, for example, which is one of the most popular desserts out there, it's on every single restaurant menu, we were really frustrated that it was impossible to find ladyfingers and mascarpone, two very essential ingredients. And we were both very early adopters of the meal kit space. So Blue Apron and Plated were some of the early companies out there that were really providing everything you needed to make dinner. But we were kind of like, well, why is there nothing out there to help you make dessert, right? It should be part of it. It should. And it's something that people are often very daunted. They're intimidated. They say, I don't have the ingredients. I don't have the tools. I don't know a good recipe. So all of that kind of led us to think, well, there has to be an easier way to make dessert at home. So born was the idea of Red Velvet NYC. And our goal was really, let's bring do-it-yourself baking kits to home bakers. Let's make it easy and fun and really allow people to focus on the important part because dessert is about celebrating. And usually that's with important people, people that you love. It's usually celebrating important moments, milestones in people's lives. And so all of that, unfortunately, gets detracted when you don't have an easy time pulling all of those things off. So we really wanted to focus on 
what is it that's going to help people pull these things off, do it in a way that allows them to feel empowered, that makes them feel good about themselves. They get to share something delicious and impressive looking. And we felt like it should be a win-win, right? So let's just help people get there. So that is the idea. And you know, we've been an e-commerce company for five years and Luckily, we've just been plugging along. We started off as just a very small business. We're still a small business. There's about less than 15 of us. And we've just been plugging along, just building brick by brick and kind of just focusing on our expertise. Well, that's great. I mean, you're at that five-year mark, which is a very important milestone for businesses. So congratulations on that. Thank you. It sounds like you found a need and you filled it. And it's an excellent use. We've done it at my home and we've used it, sending it out to clients and they've thoroughly enjoyed what they gotten through Red Velvet and just the experience of cooking it at home and being able to do it themselves. I would imagine one of the challenges that you have is how do you keep things fresh and new? Because you can't have the same items there. If you have an existing customer that's ordered several of them, they're going to want to look perhaps a new dish to bake for a new creation for dinner. How do you work on coming up with the next, you know, great item and create a baking kit for that? So we've actually developed over 75 different recipes in the last five years. And what we've discovered is that people really love tried and true classics. So there's always going to be those desserts that make people feel good, remind them of what their grandmother might have made. And so that was really important to us is sticking to the classics and then also coming up with new and exciting ideas. So incorporating different ingredients like lavender, matcha, interesting ingredients that you don't normally find, that you don't necessarily know what to do with them. But at the end of the day, our top selling baking kits are anything to do with Red Velvet, (laughs) our namesake, anything to do with a super celebratory item. Like for example, our celebration cupcakes, it's basically just elegant version of a funfetti cupcake and then a Nutella cupcake. So cupcakes do really well, but for us, it's really just about honing in on those classics and then also giving people interesting ideas. And we take a lot of feedback from our bakers. So for example, we came out with a German chocolate cake kit last year, which something that was like number one requested. You know, people constantly kept asking us, oh, I really want German chocolate cake. Do you have a German chocolate cake kit? And German chocolate cake is hard to make. And a lot of people don't necessarily understand that, but we made it happen. So people were really excited about that. And then this year, we're actually launching a French macaron kit. And French macaron are really hard to make, mostly because of the tools that come with it. A lot of our baking kits have either cookie cutters, wax paper, parchment paper, different things that really help you pull off that specific kit, disposable piping bags, standalone cupcake cups. And so for us, it was really important with this kit that we actually include a piping tip, which is a little metal tip that you put into the piping bag. So that's coming with it. Piping bag is coming with it. We actually source these beautiful pieces of parchment paper that already have a circle outline. So you know exactly how large, you know, the diameter of your cookie. So it's all of those little details that really allow our home bakers to be successful. And that's really what we focused on. Right. When you're thinking about the next great item to create, it's really more than just hey, what's the item? Is it going to be delicious? Are we going to be able to give our customer the tools that's going to allow them to make it and come out really excellent at the same time? 
Exactly. There's kind of like that at Red Velvet, we talk about like the trifecta of the things that we want to accomplish. Our bakers want something that's easy, beautiful, and quick. It's really hard to accomplish those things. I'm sure in your world, it's like, I want something that gives me a huge return on my money and I don't have to put a lot of upfront (laughs) cash and it has to be quick. It's actually really difficult to do those things. So we're always very mindful of, yeah, it has to look good and taste good, but it also has to be easy enough to pull off. Even though we do rate our baking kits easy, moderate, and advanced, we make sure that we're very much keeping in mind the novice home baker. And I'm self-taught. We do have a professionally trained pastry chef that works with us. And it's kind of great that I am so clueless sometimes because I've learned a lot, but I still come at it with a novice perspective. And that really helps, I think, translate to the instructions that we give and how we rate things and kind of like what I can pull off versus what our professionally trained pastry chef can pull off. Do you think that there's any correlation between the popularity right now of cupcakes in general and the fact that your top selling or most popular items now are cupcakes? Is that a direct correlation? I think cupcakes are always popular. (laughs) I think that they're just so fun. And it's like, it's a ready to go sort of like self-serve dessert. And all of our kits make 18 cupcakes. So it's enough for a crowd. You can have one, you can have two, you can have more than that if you want. So it's basically the multifunctional dessert, really. Yeah. I mean, it serves a lot. It looks beautiful. It's easy to do. I think that cupcakes are just like a go-to for Americans. I think cupcakes are just a go-to. It's like, this is easy. This looks beautiful. And it screams celebration. And that's at the end of the day, what it's all about. I haven't found a cupcake to date that I don't like. So, hey, I get it. Now, we talked a little bit earlier about having everything that you need in the kit for whatever dessert you're going to make. And one of the things that we found interesting when we tried Red Velvet for the first time is the one item that isn't in the kit are eggs. And I know that there's an interesting reason because we had asked you just out of curiosity, why are there no eggs in the kit? And we thought it was for one reason, but it was for another. So can you tell our listeners, why are there no eggs and will there be no eggs in your kits? Well, it's a great question. So at the beginning, when we first launched, we tested a variety of different ways that we could ship eggs. And we were convinced that we had to include everything. And our tests did not go very well. And we started looking more into it in terms of like egg packaging and somehow ended up stumbling on our copy editor actually found this article online, started looking into, I don't know why, maybe government agency publications. And it turns out that in the state of New York, you are not allowed to ship eggs across state lines unless you own a chicken coop with 30 or more chickens at a time. (laughs) We do not own a chicken coop. I wish we did. It would be pretty cool. Right. Especially in New York City. Exactly. <laughs> Put them on a roof somewhere. Right. So that is the reason why there are no eggs included. And we always felt like if there's one ingredient we don't include because we do include butter and cream cheese, yogurt, carrots, fruit, so many different things. If there's one thing we don't have to include, which I think people would be okay with. It was eggs. Right. Because eggs are so tricky. They're so fragile. And most people usually have at least a few eggs in their fridge. Also, from a customer service standpoint for the business, I would imagine, like you said, it's so difficult to ship, even if you were able to, the breakage factor and then the disappointment factor in opening up the package. It's almost better off that that law exists for you guys. 
Exactly. We got lucky. <laughs> yeah. Now, being an e-commerce business, what's been the most beneficial way for you guys to attract new business? Excellent question. So people always ask us, how do you acquire customers? And to be honest, we started off as a very small business. So this business started out of personal savings and a lot of sweat equity. We didn't have thousands of dollars to spend on Google ads or Facebook marketing or Instagram. Instagram wasn't as popular five years ago as it is today. And so I pretty much focused on what I had done previously when I worked in corporate America. And I worked in marketing for 10 years before I started this company. And I mostly focused on luxury companies. And I was always on the partnership and event side of things. And I kind of went back to what I know best, and that's partnerships. So really sought out like-minded companies who were targeting a similar audience and really found ways, innovative ways to partner with them and say, hey, let's cross promote. And at the beginning, it was really hard. We had a really small client base and we didn't have as much to offer as we do now. But persistence is the key. (laughs) Coming up with creative ideas is the key. And we're able to actually get some really amazing partnerships. Home Chef, which is a big meal kit delivery company, which is terrific, have been partnering us for, I think, over three years now. And that's been terrific because they never offered dessert and they had no interest in doing it. And they send a ton of customers our way. We send customers their way as well. So that was definitely one way. Partnerships is huge for us. Another way was getting great press. So we did spend a little bit of money on a PR person who helped us get some terrific press. And I have to say that getting terrific press means you need a terrific product because publicists and journalists are definitely not going to support you if they don't like your product, especially if you don't have any money to pay them. So we really worked hard at that for the first year or two, just trying to get as great press as we can. And we're really lucky we were included in publications from the New York Times to the Wall Street Journal to Food and Wine Magazine. And to this day, we get you know clicks daily directly from those websites. People read articles about news publication that we were in, and that goes directly to us. So I would say that our success is really just built on some great press partnerships. And then just the fact that we get a lot of word of mouth. People give this as a gift all the time. They have a great experience. They turn around, tell five people, those people end up ordering. So it's interesting because last year we did a test and we wanted to figure out where most of our customers were coming from because we didn't really know. You know, The number one search that comes up when you look into our Google Analytics is our name on a Google search. So it's not like people are tinkering around with like a baking kit. Like they know exactly who they're looking for when they come Oh, so they're not looking for a red velvet cake and then you pop up. They're actually looking for red velvet, the company. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And we were really surprised and we wanted to understand why that was. And a lot of it is thanks to word of mouth. So it's interesting to see sort of how your business evolves and where you think you're going to get customers from and who your customer is going to be, because we definitely weren't 100% right on that. You learn so many things about people. But I think that for us, acquiring our customers has been, I'd say, very slow and steady. And it's not been tremendous growth. We're not a VC-funded startup. We're a decent-sized company now. We haven't always been that way, but I would say acquiring customers Definitely the most challenging part of what we did. Sure. Can't sell a product until you have customers. But yeah, it's been 
I'd say a number of things that have contributed to that. That's great. I mean, I think it's tried and true what you're saying. Slow and steady tends to win the race. There are so many times that you see companies, even in similar spaces to you or online driven companies where they have this huge trajectory upwards because of PR or marketing or even online presence. They have this trajectory, huge spike upwards, and then things level off because of the loss or of interest and that that goes away. And I think the fact that you're able to sustain that and just do it slow and steadily and give those people that are entrusting you to their dessert an excellent experience, it just helps you for that long-term success for sure. Yeah, for sure. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention the pandemic, right? How has the pandemic affected your business? We've been very lucky. I say that in like a guilty way because I am connected to a lot of food business owners in the New York City area, and we've been very lucky. Most people have turned to e-commerce. At the beginning of the pandemic, there were shortages of flour and yeast because so many people were baking. There was a lot of bread baking. We've been really lucky. I think that we've never really been as busy as we have during the pandemic. So it's been really fortunate. We've gotten so many orders to the point where it actually caused us to have difficulty operating just because we wanted to create a safe environment for our employees, for our customers, to make sure that we are doing everything we can to survive and also make our customers feel like We're doing everything right. So the pandemic has been really lucky. Did you run into any issues with supply chain as far as getting access? Because you mentioned bread. We were baking a lot of bread in my household. (laughs) Were there any supply chain issues that ingredients that you needed almost across the board were tough to come by? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were having issues with vendors delivering to us. Prices have gone up and we haven't changed our pricing, but we get constant price hikes. There's still a grain shortage happening. So grain, any type of grain. So that just comes down to any type of flour. Right. It's more expensive right now. Butter, anything dairy related went up in price significantly. Butter almost doubled during the pandemic. It's starting to go down now, but yeah, we encountered a ton of problems. We had suppliers that were not necessarily showing up when they were supposed to. We actually had to run a number of big pickups ourselves, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like you get, you know, you have to find a way. And if that means loading up your car with 30 cases of whatever it is that you just bought, right. you do what you need to do. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. And I would have expected that the pandemic would have had a positive influence on your business because people were home. But that's how we found you. We were looking to do something nice for people that we knew and we knew they were stuck at home. So that's really what led us to your company. Yeah. One of the things I'm very passionate about, most of the listeners know I'm very passionate about charity. And I know that there's also a charitable component to Red Velvet. And it's always nice to see a business that has a higher purpose. And I think we're seeing that more and more today than we have ever before. Could you tell us a little bit about the charitable component of Red Velvet and what led you to implement that as part of the business? Sure. So our mother is a breast cancer survivor. And we really felt like we wanted to give back in a way, in a meaningful way. And so we actually partnered 
with an organization that is called Bright Pink. They are based out of Chicago and their goal is really to educate and inform young women on breast and ovarian cancer. And, you know, education is half the battle, right? It's understanding what really could happen. So it's a much smaller organization than, you know, Susan G. Komen, but it was a great way for us to make an impact. We actually developed a very specific kit. We took our red velvet cupcakes and made them pink. So we developed a pink velvet cupcake kit and there's 20% of proceeds go back to the organization. They're not currently on the menu right now because we're currently in the process of rolling into all of our holiday items, but they are on the menu most of the year. And actually there are one of our absolute top sellers. And they're basically a red velvet cupcake with cream cheese frosting, but the cream cheese frosting is dyed pink. So it's a pink cupcake and it's delicious. I love that. I don't know if you're aware, but unfortunately I lost my mother to breast cancer about 20 plus years ago. And she's actually the namesake. She's the LIN of Midland, Linda. That was my mom. So breast cancer is something that's very important to us. I've never heard of that organization, but I'm glad that we know about it now because we will add it to our list of known organizations out there. And I mean, is that something that you foresee doing and expanding on in the future? Or is it something that you want to keep to that cupcake and that item, if you will? Yeah, you know, we've thought about developing other pink desserts. But actually, right now, we're trying to help another organization, which is, I think, near and dear to my heart these days. There's a wonderful chef in New York called Millie Peartree, and she developed basically because of the pandemic and so many negative effects in the local area, she developed an organization called Full Heart, Full Bellies, and they're based in the Bronx and they combat child hunger. And as a mother of a 16 month old, I think that as soon as I had a child and the thought of a child going hungry these days, like absolutely destroyed me. So we've been trying to donate different ingredients, mostly fruit to that organization. It's based locally in the Bronx. Unfortunately, the Bronx is part of New York City and unfortunately has a very high number of people who are hungry. Right. And so we are focusing on that these days just because the pandemic has really hurt so many people and we feel so fortunate and it's important to spread the love and the wealth. And I just, I can't stand um, thinking that there are children right in the city that don't have an RV. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. But unfortunately, in a country that we're in, there are many, many children, not only in New York City, but all throughout the country, even in the suburbs of New York, all the way East Coast, West Coast, North, South. Unfortunately, there are many kids affected by that. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate your inclination to help them help breast cancer. I'm glad your mom is a survivor and doing well. And that's awesome. And we end every show with the same question because this is the Midland money mindset. And we're very into mindset, the mindset of business people. What did you do today that brought you joy and put you in the right mindset for success? Because of what's going on in the world, my husband and I don't have childcare. And I do a lot of the childcare while trying to run a business. It's very challenging. Sure. And I take my son to the playground every morning to kind of just like, he's just started walking, he runs around and just going to the playground is like a fresh breath of air. It's like, it takes me, I'm getting pinged on my phone nonstop and I'm thinking about all the things and 
it's like all of a sudden I have to push him on the swing. You know, it's like he needs my full attention and it's so nice and refreshing and also kind of grounds you. It's like this moment of like, okay, everything's okay. We're just on the swing, you know? I think it's just about keeping perspective. It's like my husband and I talk about this all the time because as a business owner, and you know this, the lines between personal and professional are completely blurred. You're kind of always working, right? When you work for yourself. Especially when you're doing that from home, it makes the lines even more blurry. (laughs) Yes. So I think for me, it's just about knowing that like whatever it is can wait 10, 15 minutes. I'm just going to spend this precious time with my son and it's a gift and it's hard, but I'll take it. That's awesome. And listen, I encourage you to enjoy every minute of it because I remember and I've done things over the years through my business in order to allow me to have more time with my kids. And in a blink of an eye, they are now 14 and 17. So it's nuts how fast it goes. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, Agatha. I appreciate you. Can you tell our listeners the best way to find you if they're interested in learning more about Red Velvet and looking at your delicious desserts online? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find us at redvelvetnyc.com. And we have a rotating menu. So we rotate 75 different kits year round. We're currently about to launch all of our more autumnal kits. We've got a lot of apple stuff on there, but pumpkin is coming. And then there will be lots more throughout the rest of the year. So redvelvetnyc.com. And thank you so much for having me. It's been so lovely. My pleasure. Make it a great day. Thank you too. I want to thank Agatha for being a guest on the Midland Money Mindset Show. Agatha and Red Velvet have been a hit since coming onto the scene in 2015. If you're a family like baking or want to give it a try and you enjoyed our conversation, check them out at redvelvetnyc.com or you can also see pictures of all their unbelievable desserts on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for joining us this week on the Midland Money Mindset. Make sure you visit our website at midlandfinancial.com and be sure to smash the subscribe button so you don't miss a show. We encourage you to help others find our valuable content. And listen, please don't keep us a secret. You can also schedule an Is There a Fit call right from our website or by using the link that you'll find in the description section of your podcast player or app. Be sure to join us for our next episode to learn more about the mindset needed to successfully plan for and live your best life before and through retirement. The opinions voiced in the Midland Money Mindset Show with Lawrence Sprung are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy ensures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Guests on the Midland Money Mindset Show are not affiliated with CWM LLC.